Welcome to the American Roadrunner Podcast. Yep, glad y'all could join us here this evening on this, the American Roadrunner Podcast. Here we share spills, thrills, and chills all from the road and our adventures on our two-wheeled machines. Hey there, I'm Brian. And I'm Bob. You can find us online at AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook.com. On Facebook, we're at American Roadrunner the Book. On Instagram, at American Roadrunner. That is all one word. Any comments, give us a holler. American Roadrunner the Book at gmail.com, at American Roadrunner And all things we do are built around the book, aptly named American Roadrunner by Bob Marshall, on Amazon paperback, ebook, and coming soon on audiobook. And I'll tell you what, the exciting thing about having a website is we get to share good stories. I've had a lot of inquiries the last several days about exactly how to do that. Just for a recap, the answer is you go on the website, you go into the section that says story sharing. It'll give you all the 411, but at the end of the day, feel free to type out whether it's 200 or 2,000 words. Email it to us, and I'm happy to edit it, and we'll put it up in our story sharing section. So it's a win-win. Today, we have a couple of guests. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Amanda Weilbacher. And I'm Autumn Taposik, or Tapioca. Cool. Welcome to the podcast. I like tapioca. (laughs) That sounds yummy. Do you know what the uh, background with your last names are? It's Czechoslovakian. Oh, Mm, really? I would have never guessed. How about you? German? She, She sounds fancy, yeah. German thought so cool Deutsch. so exactly bob what brings them to the podcast today so these two young ladies have been kind enough to grace us with their presence at the open mic back nights that we've been having the last several months here in downtown riverside the last thursday of every month over at the hideaway cafe on main and mission that is uh, fun it always is a good time and they always have a ton of great stories to share so finally i just asked them to uh come on and Share their stories of themselves being fairly new riders. Not terribly new riders. Not amateur. Somewhere in the intermediate area. Novice slash intermediate area. And, uh, boy, their stories are always terribly exciting. So it was nice to invite them on. Yeah. Now, you are both here together. Why are you here together? Uh, Well, we're dating. So Autumn's my girlfriend girlfriend of two years. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just celebrated two years on the 5th. Well, Did good you? for you. All right. Well That's done. Awesome. Congrats. Thanks. First year's the hardest. Really? That's what I've heard. Yeah. That's Every year's the hardest too. for me. <laughs> 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 so where do you two meet? So we actually met at Starbucks. We both worked there. Mm. Uh, she was a barista and, and I... she was my boss. <laughs> yes. So she was a barista at a store that I got moved to. And that's actually kind of how our whole bike thing you know riding on two wheels together came to be i showed up the first day on my ninja 650 and i rode that bike everywhere absolutely everywhere and so i showed up and i parked it in front and um apparently made an impression i thought she was badass yeah and i was like oh my gosh and you didn't ride at that time no i only rode dirt bikes and i hadn't ridden my dirt bike in about four years very cool. So what spawned you to keep riding and get together and ride some more? Now you're both on street bikes, so. Well, being the boss, I wasn't, you know, I was like, I'm not. The boss. Going. I know. She I was, was a square. Boss. I was a total square. And I was like, I don't hang out with 
you know, baristas because I'm not allowed to do that. I wasn't allowed to do that. But then she walks up to me and she goes, you know, I mean, after obviously I knew her a little bit from working with her, she goes, so I have this dirt bike and um, I don't know if it'll start. I know it would start with enough kicking. She goes, you want to come help me? And I couldn't say no. I couldn't say no. And that's where our friendship began is me showing up to her house again on that same Ninja 650 to try to help her get her YZ125 started. And that's kind of where it began. So you're you're just friends first that like rode for a while and then eventually you just said, hey, this is cool. Let's hang out a little more. In essence, yeah. Yeah. Good friends led to a little bit more. You know, I. Good job. Honestly, like, I've always kind of wondered, like, how you do that, you know, being in a relationship with somebody of the same sex, like, how do you go about, like, you know, dropping the signals and stuff like that? So. For, for lesbians, it's really, really confusing. I Not bet. if you both ride, though. <laughs> it's like, just let's go for a ride, right? <laughs> but I didn't ride at that time. I didn't yeah, ride street well, the, at that time. The dirt time. bike counts. So yeah. did, did you start count. to ride just so you could be with her? Well, actually, I started riding street about a year after we had been officially together. So I would ride her bike occasionally illegally on the street, like just around the... <laughs> illegally. Illegally. We don't do illegal <laughs> things around here, young lady. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Don't call the cops on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we rode... We actually shared my 125. So we shared gear, boots, the bike. So I'd ride for a couple of laps, jump off, take the boots off. She'd put the boots on, nice. go jump on. And then nice. we eventually got her a bike. And we would go out to the track and go to the desert. And then I was like, you know, I want to get my M1. So right. I did. And then. Did you guys take the class together then? The M1 class? or No, I had my license before. Uh, we okay. Had. She yeah. was way hey, cooler. I'm stupid. What's an M1 class? Nice. Here comes Brian. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm the one that you got to educate. <laughs> no, that's fine. So uh, I actually took a course, I think it was put on by CHP, that was yep. like the Mo- California Motorcycle Safety yeah. something or another, Safety Program, Safety I think it falls course. under the acronym of CMF, California yeah. Motorcycle Foundation. Foundation, and that's, one it. Yeah, that's that it. Credit and host mm-hmm. uh, the actual riding schools. So I did a total of two days. Right. It was I would do classroom sessions in the morning where they teach you all about safety. It's kind of like driver's ed in an essence. Okay. But then in the oh, afternoon, I would... We'd all go in the class, would all go out there, and we'd all be excited. And there were some people that had some experience, and some people only had experience on the dirt. And then there were people like me that had zero experience, <laughs> and I got put on a, a Honda Rebel. Perfect. And we went rolling around, a mo- uh, basically just a parking lot right. all afternoon. Um, I had a blast, considering the fact that I had never been on a bike. It was nothing but a positive experience. But the cool thing about taking the class is not only does it educate you about basic riding skills, um, and they give a very strong disclaimer that you're not actually ready to ride on the street when you're done with this course, but mm-hmm. who's actually going to believe them? And um, once you're done with the course, you don't have to take the riding portion of your class M1 uh, right. driver's license. So I the class to... certifies you. And then from there you go to the DMV and you get to just take the uh, written test, mm-hmm. which uh, I hear some people fail the first time. They try I did. To ride. Oh, that's good. I did, too. I did, too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So the class, you don't have to take the class if, I I mean, what I'm saying is uh, even if you don't own a motorcycle and you don't intend to ride a motorcycle, can you, like, still take the class for fun? Oh, yeah. Like, that would be something cool to do? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've seen bachelorette parties out there. What? Yeah, That's yeah awesome. people debate. They're like, should we go skydiving this weekend or should we go learn to ride motorcycles? So awesome. I go learn to ride motorcycles. Hey, it's safer than the uh, indoor trampoline park, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, big time. Well, and it it's was, something everyone should do. It was yeah. great, too, because obviously those bikes probably just get beaten oh to shit God. all the time. Right, they use took, their they, bikes. There was no, yeah, you use their bikes. There's their no headlight, yeah. no turn signals. No mirrors, no nothing. It's just, it's literally just like an engine and handlebars and a seat. And they're like, all right, now try not to. Rock and roll. Yeah. So it's like a motorcycle petting zoo. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. get to try them out. Mm-hmm. Feed the goats. Okay. They had a few. I did mine over at the Honda with my pops. Boy, that was probably 18 years ago now. Maybe 15 years. I don't even remember. I thought he was going to say 1800s. It was back in the 1800s. <laughs> we were getting. But they were the bottom. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they were made of wood back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, uh, you know, the, the fun of it all was uh, for me doing something with my pops. Unfortunately, my pops was a speed reader. So they'd give us 20 minutes to do an activity in the book and he'd have it done in three or four. And that was always pretty frustrating, I think, for the instructors. But, yeah, we just did like half a day of paperwork and then mm-hmm. the other day and a half. And that was at the Radden Center here in Colton. Is that where you took yours or you were? Mine was at um, Salmonwell Stadium. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Very so, cool. Autumn, how long have you been riding? I officially got my license in October of 17, but I got my bike in January of last year. And Amanda, how long have you been riding? I started riding in the summer of 2015. And what do you ride, Autumn? I ride a 2017 Triumph Bonneville T100 Black. Beautiful. And how about you, Amanda? I ride a 2017 uh, Kawasaki Z900. Cool. little diversity there. Yeah. 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 We like to keep it interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Not too much of the same thing. Do you guys ever do the switcheroo? I don't want to ride her bike. Really? <laughs> no. Every time I see her bike, I really want to ride it. I'll tell you what, that thing looks exciting. I'll probably die on it. Mm. <laughs> I've ridden her bike up and down the street, and that's about it. We're, yeah. but our bikes are our babies, and I think we're both 100% okay with that. I yeah. wouldn't mind riding her bike, but I am I love my bike from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, same. And so, Amanda, you've been riding longer. Uh, how many bikes have you had? <laughs> oh, here we go. So I've had three bikes. Okay. Um, that the first bike was my Ninja 650, and I had that one until I uh, got a little ballsy and decided to slide it down the road. And instead of getting that bike fixed, I was like, oh, well, this bike, I didn't want this one anyway. I wanted nice. this ZX6R anyway. So for a while, I had the two bikes. I had the busted 650, and then I had a ZX6R. Nice. And that bike was my dream bike. Still probably is, but that bike and I were not good for each other. I was riding around. Keep in mind, I had only been riding for about a year and a half or so when I got the ZX6R. And I was riding around like, you know, I was... Doing 130 on the freeway. Like, I was supposed to be on a track. Like, I was was really racing everything out there and didn't think about potential implications of that. uh, And ended up getting in a pretty bad accident on that bike, totaling that bike... Got back on the 650 for a little bit and then eventually got that one fixed up, traded it in, and got my Z900. So they got this thing that's called land speed racing, <laughs> and you can take all those bikes out there and go as fast as you want in a straight line. That sounds like my dream, but yeah. unfortunately that's not the opportunity that I had. And Yet. Uh, yet. 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 <laughs> no, like don't that. tempt me with a good time. And uh, <laughs> no, I, I made some, some poor decisions and didn't realize my inexperience or all the hazards of the road. So, Amanda, you've had three bikes. Autumn, how many bikes have you had? 
My current bike. Your current bike is Good your job. first bike? Yep. What's your next bike going to be? Ooh, I haven't thought of that. You I, can have more than one. They aren't girlfriends. Yeah, you can true. have more than one. <laughs> You've true. seen my backyard. <laughs> that is true. This backyard I, is full of a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> right. No, bikes, not girlfriends. <laughs> oh. The girlfriends are buried in the backyard, oh. not on not Does where Annette the bikes know? Are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. She's helped me with some of them. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> That's why um, her and I are like that. I think, if anything, I would get a T120. So nice. same bike, just a 1200 rather right. than the 900 that I currently have. Because I love that bike. It's so comfy. The stance is exactly what I want. And it's just a pretty bike. Yeah. You look good on it. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I've, I've never ridden, but as soon as I saw you pull up, I was like, I like that. I can see myself on one of those. Oh, they're and you they haul bike. I've been hauling butt down the highway before, just thinking like, "All right," and then one of those passed me like I'm standing still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, okay, that's great. I definitely can't keep up to Amanda though. She'll take sure. off and I'm pinning it at like ninety, and well, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Kawasaki. That's all yeah. I can say. I didn't say I don't still have a need for speed. <laughs> just in a little bit less risky right now. Do you ever, uh, do you really have that uh, fear of riding like next to each other as some couples may or may not do? I know. Or being in accidents. Do you, do you ride when you're riding together? The wind? I mean, obviously there's a certain level of risk yeah. that you take on every time you get on an engine on top of two wheels. And especially on a road where there's cars and there's you know, animals and can pop out in front of you and there's potholes in the road. There's all sorts of risks out there. Mm. But I think that as long as you're smart, you got your gear on, you manage those risks and you realize that those risks exist, but honestly, it's worth it. It's worth it to me. Mm. I, I'm always going to ride and I would never discourage anybody from getting on a motorcycle that really wants to because I think it's just, it was, it's life-changing. Mm. I agree. Well, your brain has to move a bit more, and the numbers are pretty simple. You're 60% more likely to die in a motorcycle accident compared to a car accident. You're 3% likely to die in a car accident if you're in an accident. So the answer is really, let's just round up, let's say it's 5% instead of 3%. I'm pretty golden with that number myself. I, I don't like worry that about number. it. Sounds great. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Autumn, you ever been in an accident? Knock on wood, no, I have not. No, no nope. motorcycle accident, but um, any well, anything else? Any other? I have had a couple of dirt bike accidents. Oh, dirt bikes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I crashed out at a track out in Paris back in 2012 and broke both of my ankles at the same time. See, this is why I just don't. <laughs> I can't do that. I had, I had that wonderful roommate for a while from Texas, and she was an off-road racer. And I mean, she just fly through the air like it was nothing. And oh, it's I just so could fun! Never though. do that. It's so no, fun. I know. I tried it a few times, and it was nice. But I'm good. Just yeah, that's a little too yeah. I'm yeah. good just racing, doing my illegal chopper cross country racing. <laughs> just keep it on the ground. Those things. Thought like we don't that. do illegal Land things here. No, you don't. I do. <laughs> okay. See how okay. that works. Double standard. Do as I say, not as I do. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Are you two in a motorcycle riding group? I mean, we have a couple of friends that we ride with. So okay. unofficially, I guess. We well, it was nice to see y'all at the IE Lita's party. That was a that. lot of fun. What is the IE Lita's? Ladies? So the Lita's is like a motorcycle social group for girls. There are different chapters all over the world. There's the IE Lita's, the Orange County Lita's. There's Lita's in Colorado, New York, wherever. Um 
and it's basically a chapter and you just go out and ride and do fun things together and so there was a meetup at Annette's house on Saturday was it and um we had a bonfire and yeah it was a lot of fun good number of girls came out and hung out talked about future events and stuff oh so many future events so it's like a good get together for women who ride Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, like i guess would you need that kind of camaraderie you know um are there a lot of women that ride motorcycles there there are there's a lot of women that ride but that don't really know other women who ride okay like it's kind of because we had each other so it was easy but we didn't know anybody any other girls that rode and so we found out about open mic bike night and we were like (laughs) let's go let's check it out and then we ran into bob and then um becky showed up and a couple other girls did and we're like oh this is super cool and then she met somebody at starbucks when she was still working there alicia and um the other a the other a we kind of call you all the a's in case you haven't (laughs) oh that's a beautiful thing right are any of the a's showing up the a team exactly (laughs) they'll all be the a team yeah except for kelsey which one of you is mr t Kelsey don't count. <laughs> you let Kelsey be Mr. T. She's going to kick my ass. Kelsey from our fourth podcast. Yeah. Right. She just got a nickname. Kelsey is now Mr. T. Perfect. I'm going to change that in my phone. Perfect. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, but so we met up with her and we met Kelsey through her and the net- our little network just kind of grew. And we've been on a couple of rides with them to Idlewild. We went to a really cool brewery out in Anaheim. We went to Dinah Days. The thing is, when we first started riding, we'd occasionally, you, you get all excited when you're a girl and you see other girls out there riding. Nice. We'd be like going down the street and we'd see a girl go by on a motorcycle and be like, oh my God, look, it's a girl. Let's and then, be friends. Let's be friends. And nice. um, But we didn't know any other girls that rode. So we rode by ourselves. I mean, we had the two of us, but by ourselves 100% of the time. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until like you had had your bike for nearly a year and we, mm-hmm. and we found open mic bike night that we really started expanding our social mm-hmm. circle. But we were desperate for that because we didn't really know where to go or who to talk to to really? find other people, other girls to ride with. I thought there'd be like animosity or something. Like you see another girl riding, you're like, no, there's only one in this town. <laughs> no, no, that's between fat dudes. On okay. Not <laughs> girls. Just fat dudes. I'm just no, we girls got to stick together. Yeah. And for for me, it's always when I'm at a box show and I meet another guy who's got brown hair and a red beard. And he's like, oh. Oh, fellow Redbeard, like just the Redbeard, like like we're like brothers. Like, let's Redbeard. hang out. I did not know that that was a thing. Apparently, it's it's right up there with being left-handed. There can be only one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a like Highlander. There can be only one. Yeah, duel must ensue. Bike, Bike jousting. Duel. Yes, oh, I would totally. I want to find a Redbeard just so I can see this happen, Bob. Uh-huh. We're gonna set up bike jousting. Oh, in. Coming next month. That'll be at Open Back Back Night. We'll be right there on Mission Inn Avenue. Oh, jousting. Sign Close it down. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right in for the Mission Inn. So there's so there's like a lot of camaraderie between girls on bikes oh yeah like uh if we see another girl on a bike and we're at a stoplight we'll kind of be like hey and just <laughs> what's up and have okay. you tried recruiting other girls like girls that are like on the fence like oh i've always wondered about oh, riding yeah. a motorcycle like have you gotten I'd, anybody into riding uh, i did that to autumn oh yeah yeah really yeah, you gotta recruit somebody i know tracy's right here there Come you on, go tracy, let's do this producer tracy she's okay. ready i can see it in her eyes yeah. yeah she's ready to rock and roll agreed sometimes that all that she can be seeing... mr t 
<laughs> she's pretty buff. <laughs> Just don't, you know, don't let her drink anything. Okay. Well, we don't, I think we don't drink is, and ride. I think it is important in anything you do to make sure you have your group of people. And whether it be sexist where it's all men or all women or whether it be uh, religious or whether it be, uh, in my case, you know, racing oriented. A lot of the people I hang out with are racers uh, and, and wrenchers, you know, people who like to build weird stuff or rebuild weird stuff out of weird stuff. Uh, you know, that's kind of my group of people that I get to hang around. But obviously, for me, the biggest fan these days has just been sharing stories because we as a society have the ability to improve ourselves simply by riding motorcycles. Whether you refer to that as traffic congestion, price of fuel, means of transportation, whatever you want to call it. Americans, by nature, are afraid of riding. They think it is advanced citizenship. In my opinion, it is not advanced citizenship. It is simply what you can do and you have the freedom to do so. So it's okay to do so. I wish I had a dollar for every hundred dollars I saved by riding motorcycles around instead of driving my big old trucks around. So <laughs> you guys are winning. Good for you. And it's funny you say that because I've always wanted a street bike. Yeah. But then I was like, I don't know. I don't think I could ever get one. And then I met Amanda and I was like, oh, it's totally possible. So she really showed me that, yeah, you could have a bike. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad y'all are getting at it and keeping at it. You commute to work? No. How about you? Occasionally. I, I commute from Marina Valley to Ontario, so I go through that yeah. stretch of like the, the 215, 60, 91, where the road's right. real rough and people drive like idiots. So when I do uh, ride to work, I go all the way through Riverside and get on after Riverside onto the 60. Okay. Why Again, with that? the risk mitigation. You know, why, why go through that nasty area of freeway if I don't, if I can just go around and... Well, wait. in theory, freeway's safer than road. So yeah, but that, free, that part of the freeway is really bad. Not if you got fear on your side. We just saw a motorcycle accident on our way over here. Oh, yeah. I, I see car accidents, too, and I still drive yeah. cars. I trip and I still walk. I know. I'm kind of a jerk, aren't I? I got, like, all the answers to your fears. I actually did ride to work every single day, but... Rain or shine. Yeah. Rain or shine, hot or cold. That 60 is pretty rough. You're right. Especially on... It's just right there. People are so stupid there, too. Oh, yeah. Just slamming So many things brakes. merging in and out. And I'm right. So that's like, yeah, a road to avoid. It. That's it. That's the only reason I avoid it, just because that any, one little stretch. Any other roads you can think of that you would avoid? Like, any listeners coming through the IE, like, hey, stay away from this, this road or this freeway? It's pretty much just where... The 91, the 60, and the 215 all come together. Yep. It's yeah. bumpy. There's a lot of, like, the lot of trucks go through there. So mm-hmm. there's, like, all those truck, like, the, gr- the like, road's torn up. There's a lot of potholes. It curves, sure. and there's a hill. So people, you know, put on their brakes really quickly. Right. Merge Everyone without thinks. thinking. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> just, other than that, that that's, great? A, that's pretty much the, the area I would suggest you avoid. Yeah. Other than Agreed. that, we're all right. So there's, there's bad roads, but then there's always good roads. Autumn, can you think of a road that's, like, your favorite kind of road to drive on, your trip? My favorite road is one that we recently went on, or somewhat recently we took a ride up to Idlewild and instead of going the 74 through Hemet we right. took the 243 nice that one was my favorite nice. i love that the curves and it was beautiful and good i mean i think it did get kind of washed out from the rains recently but hopefully it's repaired soon so we can go up there again yeah do you girls see yourself like motorcycle camping or traveling to other states with the rest of us in the near We're future? We're actually riding to Arizona with Kelsey and Alicia nice. to go to a spring training game okay. in next month, like in 
two weeks. Nice. How I think feel? I'm going to have to strap a pillow to my butt. Either that or get like a really good gel seat or something. Because my bike, it's it's way more comfortable than a super sport. Way more. It's part of the reason why I got it. Because I wanted to be able to ride further distances. Well, but you can always do the saddle rag. That's what I do. Hey, do you think with the saddle rag you could uh, ride 1K in a day? Well, I'd do it all the time. How about you ladies? You ever think about riding 1,000 miles in one day? How fast can I ride? Nice. Nice. <laughs> She's just going to tear it four hours later. She's going to be like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, really though. <laughs> I'm in the middle of Utah, but I'm done. Well, That'd we, be great. We are sponsored by Ride 1K in a Day. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Bob? For all those interested in adventure, the answer is how do you challenge yourself to go above and beyond any type of motorcycle riding you've done before? So the best way for anybody who's out enjoying riding is look at the numbers and figure out how to do a thousand miles in a 24-hour period. A lot of times it depends on your route, but you get to pick your own route and challenge yourself to do the Curtis Morgan Ride 1K in a Day. Find it online, find it on Instagram at the end of it all. It's okay to wear the patch and show off to all your friends that you've actually ridden a thousand miles in a day. Competed and conquered. That's what Ride 1K in a Day is. Thank you for asking, Brian. So you should try it. Ride 1K in a day, 1,000 miles. See, here's the problem. I can't back down from a challenge. Oh, no. <laughs> like, Perfect. I'm competitive to my core. Like, I, I would never have considered riding 1K in a day until you're like, you can't do it. And then I'm like, oh, no. She'll leave right now. I'm like, okay, guys, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> and I think, Bob, you said hours. it's like like 18 hours usually, somewhere around there, depending well, on how you ride. Well, some people do it exactly in 24 hours because some people like to stop and eat. Um, you know, some people like to stop and spill fuel all over themselves, like Amanda here. It's happened. Uh, that's a good story. Uh, you know, everyone's different. You got to tell us a fuel story. Yeah. That was awesome. That was okay. above My it. ears are perked up. What's this <laughs> right. about spilling? So I was actually on my way to open mic bike night, and I was on my way there straight from work because I didn't have enough time to get home because work sucks so i had ridden to work that day and i left work and i suddenly realized as i was getting ready to get on the freeway that i um, was almost out of gas and i was like i might be able to make it there i might be able to make it there but i'm not that kind of risk taker so i was like okay i'll get back off the freeway and get some gas i pull up to a gas station everything's completely normal like there's there's nothing unusual in this scenario except for the fact there was this like you know semi-truck driver behind me and i was sitting there and I, i was feeling it's dark it's cold and I was just kind of sitting there like, okay, hurry up and get my gas, hurry up and get my gas. It's, you know, it's just a little bit of a sketchy area, so I wasn't really feeling super comfortable. And I look back around behind me at, at this at this truck driver, and he like like starts, like he's going to you know come try to talk to me. And I was like, what the heck? And then I t- felt something, you know, something was very cold. And I look around, and my gas tank had overflowed, and it was gasoline pouring <laughs> all over my legs, oh my all over my crotch, all down my bike, Fire and crotch. down onto the ground. And I get off, and I pull it out of my tank, and I turn it off, and there's, like, gasoline dripping everywhere, and I'm soaked. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. So then. so then, my first thought was, oh, my God, can I, I don't. I don't know. Can I turn my bike back on or is it going to blow up? <laughs> it was it was a genuine fear that crossed my mind. I was like, you know, sure. if you overflow a gas tank in a car, it runs down onto your rear wheel. Like, so what? I mean, it's yeah. all over my bike. And my second thought was for my paint. I was like, is this going to make all the paint come off my bike? And my bike's not going to be pretty. And we are. And then my nice. third thought was, oh, my God, my crotch is on fire. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
But I still had to get to open mic bike night, and I was looking down. It looked like I had peed my pants. This, this truck driver had come over, and I actually asked him that question. Turns out he was really nice. And I asked him mm. that exact question. I was like, can I turn my bike back on, or is it going to blow up? And he kind of looked at me with this you know, confused look, and he's like, I think it's going to be okay. And I was like, all right, here, here goes nothing. I turned my bike on, and obviously everything was fine. Oh, I mean, yeah. anybody who knows the first thing about motorcycles probably knows that I was okay, but I genuinely didn't know. <laughs> so there was that fear that I had to overcome. And then I got back on the freeway, and my, I was, it was just burning so bad. I rode, I think it was probably, what, close to 15 miles, mm-hmm. standing up on my bike to try to air... <laughs> my crotch out on the way to open my bike night i I walk into the building it still looks like i've peed my pants and i sit down next to bob and he goes oh that's what what's you smell that good (laughs) and uh that's all he could talk about the rest of the Mm. night and that's all he can bring up anytime he sees me now i sat there smelling up the (laughs) hideaway cafe for like a solid two hours with my crotch on fire and bob could not have been happier oh she just smelled so like gasoline like the walking fire hazard. It was wonderful. No oh, flames, please. Right. <laughs> please don't light a cigarette next to me. Yeah. I mean, it might go up. Literally a fire crotch. That would be very bad. That's great. But there were no after effects at the end of it all. No, you I was all okay. right. I went home, took a shower. Everything was fine. All's right. well that ends well. I'm and I lesson learned is watch as you're putting gas in your tank because it uh, never happened before and it hasn't happened since. But. It's not a risk I'm willing to take again. That was awful. You can always stand next to your back, too, when you're fueling it. No, I do that. Ah. She's weird. You prefer. So I, I won't lie. Like, my pops and I had the same argument. I would just stand next to the back, and I'll prop it up with a knee if I want to get an extra tenth of a gallon in there or whatnot. But he would always sit on the back, and, of course, it would always overflow. <laughs> and so the last few times it would overflow on him, he'd sit there, and he'd usually catch it just as it was hitting his nuts. So I'd get the um window cleaning fluid and just splash it all over him in the back he'd get so pissed because of course then like his chrome is sizzling and the engine sizzling and because it's all unhappy with all the water but i always assume that was better than the raw gasoline so in the future if you have similar issue just uh douse yourself in all the window cleaning fluid yeah that's gotta be gross all those people dipping that thing in there all day long compared to gasoline in your crotch which one you gonna do at least gasoline's kind of like not going to give you a horrible bacterial infection. That's hilarious. Oh my God. That's How hilarious. about C? None of the above. C. I agree. <laughs> you can go buy a gallon of Too water, logical. maybe. Too <laughs> logical. Try again. Purchase a gallon of water, throw it all over y'all. Yep. This sounds like a new ice bucket challenge or something. Right. Oh, right. No. The we gas crotch challenge. Kids Swallow a Tide Pod. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I was real proud of you for showing up and you smelled wonderful thanks i wouldn't have missed it if i just was a little embarrassed when i walked down into the basement and you then look, you were like yeah. and that i was like oh I'm, I'm still i'm still welcome the whole That's place right. smelled like gasoline it was wonderful it was awesome it was very exciting <laughs> thank you very much for gracing us let's talk about the future you're looking forward to doing some flat track racing i think we talked you into huh uh yeah actually at last open mic bike night you brought it up and that sounds right up my alley what is flat track racing if i'm nice ask? i love brian he's like <laughs> I'm so southern stupid. california no, you're fine brother <laughs> you're fine there's a few different types of flat track racing but it has to do with a nice oval you're going in an oval on a flat track and uh the scoot's trying to go forward so you end up turning right and going left that's it swing the back out trying to keep up the speed while you're taking a good turn isn't there like no brake on it either 
Well, people have brakes, but I've never used mine. I don't know. And I've just kind of tapped into flat track racing with the Southern California Flat Track Racing Association, where my dude and I have shown up and, you know, done a few laps in the races. I mean, everyone's got to beat somebody. They might as well beat me (laughs) and my son, you know, but we have a good time. And the community of racers there, they're just phenomenal people. Um, there's also hooligan racing. I think that'd be a I lot wanna of fun. I want to do that. What's hooligan racing? Yeah, it's uh, anything 750 or bigger. A lot of guys are out there on Harley Sportsters. Um, I know I've got a nice Honda 700. I'd love to see if I can catch up with them on. But but why do they call it hooligan racing? It's hooligan shit. Yeah, no clue. Everyone's like a bunch of soccer, soccer fans from be. England are going to be like on motorcycles. That's what I think of when I hear hooligans. Yeah, I yeah, think of sure. hooligans, and I think, well, you got to be a little bit crazy to try to race drift something that's over seven hundred cc. I'd call it berserker racing. Then. There you go. Right? <laughs> That'd be a good one. Maybe too. that'll be our team name. Yeah. Yeah, I berserker. know. Um, later in this week, Danger Dan and I are supposed to have a good podcast chat, so I'm going to ask him that for you. Okay. That's good. Why is it called? hooligan but it's all good fun and it's good entertainment and it's good for the crowds and it's something you can do relatively inexpensive so you're gonna do some flat track racing then that's the goal yeah Yeah. when and where need a good outlet for my competitive spirit and need to go faster than i should and probably cheaper than a track day yeah. So Amanda, you're down. Yeah. Are are you gonna do it too, Autumn? Oh hell yeah. Yeah. Oh hell. Who's yeah. gonna win? Look at that. Oh no. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll come whoever, back on. We'll let you know. Whoever doesn't look at the wall, that's who's gonna win. <laughs> don't look at the wall. Don't touch the brakes. Just <laughs> okay. go. Just go. That's my. Just rip advice. the brake off. I don't know. She's better ground. than I am when it's like you know comes like sliding your back wheel and stuff. That's, that that kind of sketches me out still. Is it like Mario Kart? Can you throw banana peels and turtle <laughs> I shells? Wish. And like... Maybe that's why it's called Hooligan. Yeah. <laughs> it could be like Mario Kart Double Dash where you have somebody sitting backwards on the back of your bike like throwing things at other people. Yes. Sidecar flat tracking. Sounds like a terrible I want to be on time. the back. This is great. <laughs> I, want, I want to throw bombs. And you can be bananas. on the back of my bike. Yeah. Get the star, you know. You just run into other motorcycles. And this is great. Oh, my God. This is great. Like Look out for that purple <laughs> turtle shell. <laughs> Which would be better, though? Jousting or Mario Mario Kart Double Dash. Mario Kart Hooligan. all the way. Let's yeah, do it. Because jousting, track. it's pretty bad news for both people because you're both getting hit. It's just one person's hitting the ground harder. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are the jousts made out of? Oh, we didn't. Yeah, well, they're going to be made like out of wood. Wood that shatters, but still, I mean, you're getting mm. knocked off the bike no matter what. It's going to hurt. The yeah. thing about regular jousting, though, is it's done on horses, and they're generally capable of keeping themselves upright. Right. The motorcycle, not so much. It's not going to help you. It tends to do whatever you tell it to do, <laughs> mm-hmm. even if, if that's fall over. What if you use the joust sticks from American Gladiators, the the, the ones that have like the two big padded sides on it? And oh yeah, just, like, that'd hit be each perfect. Other with those? Like or the big what you could do? Yeah, the big Q-tips. <laughs> Q-tip jousting. <laughs> or what you could do this is, is like advertise this big jousting day and then have everybody show up with like pool noodles and then <gasps> just be super disappointed and then you guys just slap each other with pool noodles. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're putting you in charge of the games next time. Half the people will have motorcycles. Half the people will play LARP and just show up with their own like cardboard swords and shields. <laughs> this is the most I think this is a wonderful ever. event. Let's do great. it. Forget the flat track racing. Let's do this. No, we can do both. Okay. We'll this make a weekend out of it. Flat track first. Because flat track then Friday. you're going to hurt yourself and break a leg if playing Mario Kart. We could always get you into land speed racing too. That's a lot of fun. Although it does take a bit more of a pretty penny compared to 
flat tracking. So it's all in good fun. That's financial for sure. restraint is just such a downer. Is yeah. that it can one? be such a downer. You gotta, you know, do what I do, hawk parts on eBay to pay for it. That's how I figured it is out. Is that the one where you've got the big metal boot? No, no, that's flat tracking the metal boot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Turn yeah, it's right, got go this left. huge metal boot. Yeah, let you drag with the left. It tends to help a little. But I'm on a rebel anyways. I'm barely hanging on. I'm just, you know. <laughs> just pinning it. Yeah, I'm just pinning it. It does well. I really enjoy that. I really think the Honda Rebel is the world's most perfect flat track and racing motorcycle. But I'll say that in Honda Rebel about anything. So So I have Perfect. a question then. Yes, you know, If your Honda Rebel was against my KX 250F, I feel like I'm way higher up. Like my toes barely touch. Would mm-hmm. you be in an advantage because you're so much lower to the ground? No, no, not at all. You, yeah, no, you could I probably think. lean it more. Yeah. It's like more aerodynamic. Although my 250 that... I think my 250 that I flat track race with has like an eight and a half inch shock instead of the stock five inch shock. So I'm a little higher. That is, I think I robbed the shocks off of a, maybe an old KZ 1000 or maybe a, maybe a Yamaha XJ 700. I, you know, I robbed the shocks off of something else and put them on the bike and got it to, to Sounds like we need to Frankenstein some stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, seriously, we'll take you out there and you can, it's a great community and they'll tell you exactly what 80-20 tires they like to use on which tracks or maybe they have a 50-50 tire or what air pressure they run them out. Whatever you're racing, you know, the formulas are kind of already there. So if you just ask around and everybody's so nice, they're so gracious. Motorcycle people are crazy about their tires though. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I went, I took my, um, I took my Z900 to a track day at the Auto Club Speedway. Nice, that nice. Was, that was, that was really where it's at. Like if I was made of money, that's what I would do literally all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, but people there, I mean, we had an, it, part of what I did was the uh, rider development school. So I cool. actually had a, an instructor who was following behind me and giving me some tips and how to lean off the bike and. Oh, he's like in your ear, like on a comm system. No, uh, oh. he rides behind you. He shadows you and he takes a GoPro video of you the whole time. And mm. then you go back into the classroom and you discuss it. And See, we had an entire section just on tires and different kinds of tires right. and how much tire pressure to use and how your tires wear as they heat up and cool down and right. racing slicks versus, you know, everything else. And it, there's so many just for a track and then there's so many for dirt bikes and then you've got your enduros and you've got your flat tracks i mean mm-hmm. you could just you could just be a tire expert and do that oh no yeah land, land speed racing we got to shave them to get all the excess tread off of them because when you're going so fast they'll expand so much anyways just to keep them up to speed rating i gotta shave my tires so mm-hmm. yeah well, if you ever need some if I, I would totally try land speed racing that'd be yeah, I, I would that's a good i might one. you know that sounds great. Never mind. I'd probably it, it, love yeah. it. I was going to pretend like I was going to be nervous for a second. I was like, no, I'd actually no, be balls listen, to the wall. No, you're going fast and straight. No one's cross-tracking you. Um, you got ambulances there. It really is the safest <laughs> racing I do. That's, as long as the ambulances the are there. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing hardcore right. about it. It's just a big science project on how fast we can get the motorcycle to go. Oh, that sounds mm. awesome. Yeah, that's all it is. We And it's good family fun. We're out camping. I'm only on the motorcycle for a few minutes. Other than mm-hmm. that, I'm camping with my dudes, so... Awesome. My crew chief. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any spare tires that you're not using? Well, I'm sure I got 20 or 30 of them, but... Where do you put yeah. the spare tire on your motorcycle? That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to put it in my tool bag, 
and it depends if it's a mag or if it's a spoke. Chances are it's going to be a mag. So chances are I'm going to have some sticky worms to fill in any holes. And then I'm going to have an air compressor, a small air compressor I can plug in the cigarette lighter and or a small can of goop and air. Now, I like the goop idea. The problem is we all know as soon as I goop it, I'm going to be the one taking it apart. And I'm going to have to deal with goop all over the place. So. It doesn't sound fun. No, no. So, so far. But nine times out of ten, if you got a leak or something, it's just the Schrader valves comes loose, um, you know, or the seal between the tire and the rim has come a little out of whack. So, I usually, you just clean it up with soap. It's golden. But. It's all alien to me. Autumn, do you know much about motorcycle maintenance? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to pretend that I do. Most of it's just watching YouTube and trial and error. Like, if you broke down on the side of the road, do you think you could get your, your bike to where you need to? Depends on how serious it was. Yeah. If it was, like, something inside the engine, probably not. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Amanda? She's far better at it than I am. I like to put on a really good face that I know what's going on. But nice. it's it's really just a face, and I do the same thing. I go right to YouTube. Like, if it makes a sound, do you know what it is? No, but <laughs> um, at, on my 650, I actually had a story of, you know, kind of breaking down on the road. It was the stupidest mm-hmm. thing. But I decided I was going to change out the brake levers. So I went and I got really, you know, the, like, both the brake and the clutch. So I went and I got really nice brake and clutch levers. They were ASVs. They, everybody assured me they would work perfectly for my bike. I had never changed out a brake or a clutch lever before, and I'm, but I was like, yeah, I can, I mean, it seems simple enough. I can figure this out. So I watched a YouTube video and put them on there and rode off, and everything was great, and everything was fine. But then the weather started warming up, and my brake lever, and I mean, Bob, you actually probably could help me out with this to know exactly what went wrong. <laughs> yeah. But there was basically pressure building up and as i when it was hot and there was pressure building up my brake my front brake would lock up on the road so the first time it happened um i was on my way home from work because it had been cool in the morning when i rode to work and then when i left it was hot and i didn't know what had happened and i locked up in the middle of the road and i couldn't even get my bike off the road i fortunately had like this good samaritan guy who came and like he knew how to you know wiggle my bike along the road on his kickstand because you you literally even in neutral couldn't roll it backwards or forwards wow um to make a long story short that time i just decided to take and put my original Breaking clutch lever back and I was yeah. like, yeah, just forget it. I'll just have these nasty, you know, OEM ones, you know, hanging on from my bike. It's whatever. I always wrap my levers in uh, hockey stick tape. They look really cool. That's a good idea, huh? Yeah, it works really well. I put that shit on everything. Hockey stick tape. Yeah. And it holds pretty well. Yeah, it just gives you something to grip onto. So when you grab it with your fingers, no matter what, because I'm sick of my grip. silver levers and I I want oh, some yeah. black ones, but I don't want to drop in the two thirty on. Yeah. Do it tonight, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I might have some extra hockey stick tape I can rent you or lease you. Okay, yeah, what's your interest rate though? Just <laughs> yeah. uh, I kind of buy them by the six pack rolls. Yeah, I, I use okay. hockey stick tape for everything that works real well. But no, you're right. That is a problem. So, but trial, it, I didn't know at that point it was the heat, and it was really kind of a system of trial and error because nobody could really tell me what was going on and I didn't have enough connections to know who to ask. Sure. So it was through trial and error that I finally figured out that it was the heat that was making building up that pressure. Hmm. So one day to test my theory, I left my bike out at the end of the driveway and went out and got on and rode all the way down the road and got all the way to like the stoplight and it did it again and I was like, God damn it, it's a busy intersection. <laughs> and I ended up having to, I, I knew what was going on this time though, so I, I had a, a 
you know, flathead screwdriver and I just basically took my front brake off and then rode back using my back brake. But oh. again, is that's how I do that's not maintenance, that's more or less, <laughs> you know, trial and error, but that's experimentation. How I, it's experimentation. But yeah. that's how I learned things about my bike and basically what I f- eventually found out was that the little the, the plunger that comes out of the, the brake lever and the little hole that it goes into on the actual lever itself, they didn't fit. Right. So it was they basically right. pushing in my brake just ever enough. so slightly, That's just right. enough that it was causing that pressure to build up. Right. But it, it took quite a while to figure that out. But that's how yeah. I do maintenance. I do all my own oil changes and yeah. I've figured out how to clean out a carburetor and rejet it on the dirt nice. bikes. And but she's again, done all the work on my bike too, like swapping out the turn signals and everything. Well, now I know why you got her as a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Girlfriend the- and mechanic. There you go. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> do you ever Don't worry about? Don't let me touch your bike. You ever worry about like breaking down or anything like that on the side of the road? No. No. I mean, you're if, good to go. Yeah, your scoots are pretty righteous. No, here's here, here's so. what happens. See, I'm I'm very much of a risk taker, and I'm I'm more than willing just to break down on the side of the road and move it to the side and be like, hey, can somebody come pick me up if I've made a mistake? Um, Autumn rides frequently with a tool roll mm-hmm. in front of her bike that she doesn't know what to, to do use. with it but but she's it looks got cool it. though she's she's ready she's prepared I'm, she doesn't know what to do with this and she gives me <laughs> shit for it all the time but i'm prepared nice. with my tool roll my kickstand pad nice. i have a map in there and yeah she too. needed one one time and i was like here you go. i was gonna use a rock but she pulled out a kickstand <laughs> pad for me too well, and yeah, i was like all right beer can. we didn't have a beer can on us so I a beer can what kind of you could also <laughs> use you know Bob's Road Bomb container. That makes it good. Well, I mean, if I had one, I could. Use looks it, like a hockey puck. Yeah, yeah, anything that looks like a hockey puck will work. <laughs> but I have kickstand pads that I keep in my little bag, so I'm prepared. Nice. See, it's why I keep her around. Good job. <laughs> good job. Because <laughs> otherwise, how would I get myself out of these You're situations? You're made for each other. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Ladies, we appreciate you being here with us. God, it's been fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, honestly, I, I came in and I was super nervous because cool. when I'm in front of a camera, you know, there's a video camera or like a regular photo, I forget how to use my arms. So I really came in here with the intention of sitting on my arms the whole time. And <laughs> nice. It was it was fun enough that I forgot about my arms. She for was a while. legitimately stressed. Well, in case you haven't noticed, Brian and I have faces for radio. Yes, we do. So the podcast works well. You won't catch <laughs> like us it. on anything that looks like a television. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us, ladies. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah. Again, you can find us online at AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook.com, Facebook at American Roadrunner The Book, on Instagram at American Roadrunner. That is all one word, American Roadrunner. You can email us at AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook at gmail.com. This podcast can be found at AmericanRoadRunnerPodcast.com. And, of course, don't forget to pick up the awesome book, American Roadrunner by Bob Marshall. We are sponsored by Ride 1K in a Day, Flying Dutchman Co., and Bowmonster.com. Take it away. It's about to get really exciting. I know next week uh, we're going to be chatting with Curtis Morgan and Ride 1K in a Day via phone. We're also going to be having a good chat with Danger Dan. He does a nice podcast called Shop Talks, if you ever heard of that one. So we're pretty excited about the near future. Thank you all for having us and letting us share. Enjoy the road. Be good to each other. Life short. Race it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.